Hello and welcome to the Marketing Meetup Podcast. My name is Joe Glover. I'm very grateful for you being here today. And today we're going to hear from one of my ex-colleagues and also I consider him a friend, uh, Simon Jared. Simon now works for Arm, which is a seriously famous company in Cambridge. Um, they make all the microchips for everything from your printers through to your iPhone. You know, they're everywhere, but you might not know about them. They're, they're very much inside a lot of things. Now, Simon is incredibly knowledgeable about everything social media. Um, he's just been refining his art to the point where you, he'll look at the stock prices of Facebook, for example, and he'll be able to tell you what he thinks that will mean for their strategy for the next year, which is just bonkers because so many people get lost in the nitty gritty of things, but then lose sight of the wider picture and how that can actually then impact the rest of our world. Simon's got a very good view across all of these things. In this talk, Simon speaks specifically about the things that you can be doing to improve your Facebook ads. Now, I know that a lot of us spend an awful lot of time on Facebook. A lot of people spend a lot of money on Facebook, but it's very, very easy to waste it. And that's why I thought it was really important that Simon would come in and speak about how to make your Facebook ads just that little bit better. And if you implement any one of his top 10 tips, then I've no doubt that you'll see some sort of gain from doing so. Um, two things to do before I pass you over to Simon. Um, the first is to thank the wonderful Barry, Baz, Mr. Richardson. <laughs> You're a wonderful person. Uh, Barry runs Bravo Marketing. Bravo Marketing specialise in producing creative campaigns that deliver results. That's not just a line that he's given me. I'm just ad-libbing but I'm speaking from the heart because he's just a cracking bloke he knows what he's doing he's a oh I like Barry he's a good bloke uh, if you want to find out more about Barry and what he does head to bravomarketing.co.uk also um, you should head over to themarketingmeetup.com right there we've got our podcast we've got our newsletter we've got blog posts and we've got all sorts of stuff all designed to make you a happier healthier better marketer which makes you a happier healthier better human being which ultimately if we can help you feel a little bit better about yourself then i think we'd love to do that so that's that's really what we're hoping to achieve here all that done i want to hand you over to simon and say thank you so much for listening i really hope you enjoy his talk Cheers. Um, thanks Joe for inviting me and thank you all for coming. Um, so the idea is to give 15 tips in 15 minutes, but I kept on going over time, so it's 10 tips in 15 minutes. Um, and so a little bit about me, I've been working in social since 2009, set up my first Facebook page and kind of Google advertising accounts back then. Um, most recently worked with Joe at an agency in Cambridge, I built a paid social team where there wasn't one before, um, working mostly with British and European retailers and e-commerce brands. Um, but hopefully the tips I give will be applicable for whether you're kind of B2B consumer or anything like that. You should leave being able to slay with your Facebook ads. Um, the tips aren't in any particular order. Um, they're just as I thought them. So, the, but... <laughs> If you are going to start Facebook advertising or you're already doing it, my 
kind of first tip really would be to check the way that you're uh, currently set up on Facebook. I think I've done probably over 100 audits in the last two, three years um, of Facebook accounts and I can count on one finger uh, the number of Facebook accounts that have been set up in a way that was perfect for me to come in and as an advertiser, as an agency advertiser and take on their accounts and start running with it. Um, the biggest kind of thing really is to make sure that you're using Business Manager, if you're not, to own and manage all of your Facebook assets, whether that's pages, ad accounts, pixels, Instagram accounts, um, catalogs, anything that you use for your Facebook advertising, make sure you own it, which sounds like a very simple thing, but uh, a lot of agencies in particular, if you work with agencies, have a practice of owning their clients' ad accounts and their clients' pixels, uh, which quite frankly is cowboy advertising. Sorry if I've offended anyone, but um, because you then as the agency own that company's advertising data, their past performance data and their pixel data. So if you're the brand, you really wanna own that yourself so that if you ever move on from that agency to another one, or you decide to take advertising in-house, you own all of your data and you own all of that past data that's gonna inform your ads going forwards. So check that you have all of that. Um, if you're advertising on Facebook, part of the checking your setup, check you have a Facebook pixel on your site and that it's set up um, to do the type of advertising you're gonna do. And I'll, I'll show you at the end, I'll give you some places where you can go to find out more in depth about both of those things, business manager and, and Facebook pixel. Again, it seems quite an obvious, an obvious place, but I think one of the conversations I have a lot um, with when I'm speaking to you know, prospective clients or, or working with a new brand is they say Facebook advertising or a particular type of campaign doesn't work for us. Um, I hear it's very, very common to that, that kind of thought. And usually what's happened in those situations in my experience is that there's been a misalignment between what the media buyer thought they were trying to achieve and what the brand owner or the, the marketer were aiming to achieve. So this particularly happens if you do a lot of kind of brand advertising more, more than the DR, but um, it's happened quite frequently where I've gone and worked with somebody who, uh, I've just kind of done a, a brand awareness campaign for somebody, a lot of top of the funnel activity, thought it's gone really well because we've got loads of reach, engagement, new customers coming to the site, that kind of thing. But really they all along were after sales and they never, we never kind of had that conversation, right? So um, having every member of the team knowing what you want to achieve beforehand um, just makes the entire kind of process much, uh, much simpler. So knowing your metrics beforehand, if you have cost of sale targets or cost per acquisition targets, that kind of thing, make sure everyone's clear on those beforehand that, and knowing what you're gonna actually wanna get out of the campaign, what success looks like for you. Um, Tip three, choosing a big enough audience. So you, in the press, I think one of the things you hear a lot um, about Facebook is, is like micro-targeting and how Facebook allows you to kind of reach these really niche groups and really heavily influence them, particularly when you're in the kind of conversations in the public about kind of political advertising. And um, while, yeah, micro-targeting is, is a thing, um, I, I think that Facebook's power, um, by Facebook I mean by the way the whole Facebook family of apps, so like Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, Messenger, they're all part of the same advertising network. Uh, Facebook's power is scale. Those four platforms reach 2.7 billion people. Um, so I don't really waste my time with micro-targeting because 
where I use Facebook most successfully is to try and deliver results at scale using the enormous audience that is potentially in front of me. So how do I choose audiences? Um, I usually start with the best possible data source that I have, whether that's um, a list of emails, um, uh, Facebook pixel data, even if it's just demographic information about who your customer is. I start there and I build on that. So um, if I have a source audience that's really uh, based on strong data, I can create lookalike audiences. Um, I can uh, create kind of broad audiences that have particular demographic targeting overlaid. But I try and keep my audiences um, as broad as possible um, because that's typically where you use Facebook to its best uh, strengths, which is achieving scale. That does come with a little bit of a struggle, I think, sometimes with knowing how to spend your budget. Um, I want to say spend budget intelligently that um, you can spend a million kind of pounds on Facebook in a month pretty easily um, and get basically nothing, nothing back. You can spend a thousand pounds in a month and get lots back. Um, it's about really knowing how much money you want to put in against a particular audience. The way I typically approach this is I use, if I have past data, um, kind of take what my average CPM, which is cost per reaching a thousand people, um, and then I see what roughly my audience size is, and then what roughly my average conversion rate, whatever the conversion is, whether that's to a click, to a purchase, to a lead. Um, and then I kind of work backwards. I make the calculation and work backwards of if I want to achieve this many conversions and it costs me this much to reach this many thousands of people and my audience is this many thousands of people big, how much can I spend on that audience and achieve results at the scale that I want to? So for example, if you have a CPM of 10 pounds, um, so you reach for every 10 pounds you spend, you reach a thousand people. You've got a 10,000 person audience and you've got a hundred pound budget a day. Uh, you're going to reach everyone in that audience in one day. And that might be way too frequently. It might be just the right frequency to get people to convert at the rate that you know is successful. So that's how I approach spending budgets. The biggest question I get about budgets other than that is, where should I spend my money? Top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, prospecting brand awareness, direct response. It's going to be different for your particular, um, your, you know, your particular brand and company. Where's the focus for you at this current time? Are you trying to grow brand? Are you trying to grow traffic? Or are you trying to get sales? And I would focus on the biggest priority first with the bulk of the spend, and then use the rest to find ways that complement that. <coughs> Re-engaging with people is um, more of a tactic, I guess. But it's one of the things that I see um, <coughs> not happening a lot. and. Um, it kind of baffles me as to why. One of the things you can do with targeting on Facebook is that you can, you can retarget people based on the way that they've engaged with your brand before, whether that engagement has come from paid activity or organic activity. So if, for example, you're, um, you're running a apparel company and you, have, you sell jeans, trainers, and jackets, you could run ads and organic content, uh, videos of jeans, trainers, and jacket content to a really, really broad audience. And then using Facebook's targeting activity, you could retarget only the people who have watched 75% of your videos about jeans. And then 
show them more in-depth content or um, ads about genes, for example, and help them through the funnel. Um, and you can do that with any, any way that somebody engages with you on Facebook or Instagram, more or less, you can retarget. So it's something that tends to work for me um, as well as web-based retargeting or CRM list-based retargeting. I think um, this is probably my top, it, my top tip, my, I was going to say topest tip, um, my, the, the kind of the number one. I think what differentiates a lot of people who are um, very good at Facebook advertising or social advertising in general um, and maybe not so good is that the ones that are very good tend to be testing everything all the time and forgetting their assumptions about things. Um, Facebook has a way to split, to create split tests that are separate from your main campaigns. And those split tests run for 14 days at a time and they give you a conclusive answer. So my, my teams that I kind of manage, where I, I try and make all my account managers, that kind of thing, have, um, <coughs> have at least two tests a month because it's 14 days a test, at least two tests a month. And there we're testing which creative works best against each other, which audience, which bidding type, anything. Um, and the kind of other side of testing is retesting. Um, quite often, something might not work. Uh, at the end of a test, you get a conclusive result that something that you're hoping was going to work really well didn't work very well. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it never will work again. So for an example, when Facebook first let you do Instagram story advertising, um, it was garbage. It was like such a waste of money. No one clicked on those ads uh, when they first appeared like 18 months ago. They, they didn't get like anywhere near the kind of results that I was getting from every other placement. But obviously, I was quite confident that at some point, Facebook, Instagram stories would be a really good placement. So every two months, I retested them, retested them, retested them. And for this kind of uh, festive period, like over kind of Black Friday through through January, for most of my clients, they were the biggest um, driver of actual sales. So, and I wouldn't have known that had I not continuously retested. Tip seven, create for social. Um, how many times have you seen an ad on Instagram that is like landscape 169 uh, format or even worse, on Instagram stories, that is, that, you know, they've got that square in the middle of the thing, and then they've got that blurred color on either side of the story with like block text. It drives me mad. It's the ugliest thing. Like, creative is, without any question of a doubt, the most important part of, of social advertising, hands down, always has been, always will be. You can have the best like optimization technique and tactics. You can have the best audience. You can have the best kind of budget management system. And if your creative is garbage, no one's going to click on your ads. Um, so the most basic part of that, apart from having like a, a brilliant concept, is just creating for social. So if you're running stories, make sure it's vertical. Um, make sure your story isn't over 15 seconds long. Have your brand clearly shown on your uh, content on TV ads, for example, usually you would have a call to action in your brand uh, proposition at the end of the ad. On social, it's at the first three seconds because that's when an audience's attention is going to be captured. So it's the first three seconds you lead with the call to action, you lead with your brand message, 
optimize for sound off, but make the sound worth turning on. Um, if you're using Instagram, use square formats. If you're using Facebook mobile, use a 4-5 aspect ratio, which is a little bit more vertical than square, but makes your ads stand out because a lot of advertisers are still using old school landscape images and videos on Facebook, and it doesn't actually perform as good as, as, other, as other formats. Um, have strong call to actions, keep your copy short and snappy, and test all the time. And part of um, part of the kind of social aspect of creative is is something that a lot of well, advertisers like me call social proof. So, <clears throat> if you've got an organic post that's got loads of positive engagement on it, um, put it in an ad campaign. If you've got a paid post that has loads of positive engagement on it, so people are writing comments, like you know, it's quite often you get people like tagging their friends because they want their friends to see it. Uh, lots of like likes or <laughs> kind of reactions, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, keep those ads running if you can, if they're still relevant, because an ad with high levels of social proof, so lots of positive comments and engagement, in like 99% of the time, has a much higher click-through rate, a much higher continuous engagement rate than something that has either negative comments or no comments. And the second part of this is respond to comments on your ads. Um, <laughs> I saw the other day an ad that had, I won't say who, uh, just because it's cruel, but they had 250 negative comments on their ad, and they're still running it. That's just money down the drain. And I'm not saying that if, you have, if you've got 250 negative comments, turn the ad off and write a new one. Um, but if you've got like 25 that are just questions, you've got a couple of questions on your ad, a couple of positive things, a couple of negative things, make sure your community manager, whoever that is, even if it's a different person is answering those, those comments and questions. Uh, ads tend to get neglected because their posts aren't created by the, usually aren't created by the same people who are creating for organic and answering organic. That doesn't mean that you should neglect them. Um, so really make sure that, you, that you're responding to things on posts on your ads. The more engagement, you, you know, two-way engagement you have in an ad, increases the social proof, which increases the overall visibility and performance of your post. Uh, nine, nearly there. Use discount strategically. Again, more of a tactic, but a lot of people will put a discount to a prospecting audience because a prospecting audience doesn't convert well. Um, that's kind of like throwing away money, in my opinion. Um, I like to use discounts more for things like if somebody's abandoned their basket or not submitted a lead form after a day maybe offer them free shipping or offer them something to get them over the line. Um, or maybe if it is a prospecting audience, maybe off, offer them 15% if they sign up to your email newsletter so that you get them in the fold. You don't just kind of offer them a discount straight away. And that tends to be something that you can turn on when you need it, when you need that little bit extra um, conversion, <coughs> like conversion rate maybe, having a bad week or something. That usually puts you over the line. Final one, um, track, report, analyze, and edit. Um, quite frankly, if, you'd probably be shocked at the amount of times that, because it's like almost all of them, that I've uh, gone on audited account, they've asked me to look at their past performance, and they've never um, tracked a single one of their ads. They've never created a report to monitor their ads, and they, they asked, you know, how am I doing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
the most extreme version is a, a, a brand, again, I won't say, but who it was, had spent 250,000 pounds on Facebook in two months. And um, they thought, because they, they weren't tracking it at all, and uh, they thought they had made a significant amount of money and they had actually made a 240,000 pound loss. Um, and I was the bearer of bad news. It was a very awkward conversation and a terrible week. Um, but generally, if you're using a third party tracking tool, make sure the tracking is on your URLs. Make sure the pixel's turned on. Um, if you've got good tracking, you can do accurate reporting. If you've got accurate reporting, you can analyze that data. If you can analyze your data, you can edit your campaigns with confidence and improve them. Not over yet. Uh, so <laughs> Joe sends us speakers um, a bunch of questions that he wants us to address at the end. So I thought I'd just put them in the slides because it's much easier. Um, first one was, why is your thing important? Um, I mean, Facebook's got 50, it's a $55 billion ad platform, uh, 2.7 billion people addressable market. Um, wasting money is really easy and standing out is actually quite hard. So do it well. Um, where does it fit into the la larger picture? Um, it shouldn't be a channel on, on its own. Try and quite often social will amplify something that's going, happening elsewhere, amplifying your PR, your email marketing, your paid search app marketing, uh, your events marketing. It can help. It should be done in tandem with all of those things rather than on its own. A lot of internet publishers like BuzzFeed found that out the hard way because they rely too much on Facebook on one channel. Um, don't do it in isolation. And it can address every part of the marketing funnel. So it can be a brand building tool. It can be a direct response tool. It can be kind of uh, re-engaging with audience tools. And uh, by all means, test all of those things for your brand or, or the kind of companies you work with. But usually, one or two of those areas will work better with social than for one brand than another. Um, how does it make money in the real world? Makes a lot of money for Facebook. Um, how does it change the world? Uh, it got Trump elected. Um, no, it's seriously, it's, um, it gives you access to uh, a huge scale um, of kind of customers that you don't get elsewhere, I think. I mean, YouTube is, is obviously uh, another area where you've got huge access to customers, but um, by all means, use Facebook too. Um, who does my thing in the real world really well. Uh, Joe will send these slides out so you get links to these people. Uh, John Loomer, who's been doing it for like seven years. I've been following him the whole time. He's great. Uh, Andrew Foxwell and Austin Braun have an e-commerce influence podcast, which actually addresses a lot of other questions about paid social. Uh, they're both really good paid social advertisers. Um, this guy called David Herman on Twitter is really, he runs a, a social agency. He's like he tweets a lot about really interesting insights. Um, Susan Wenegrad, who has a really good blog. Um, I've got a blog. <laughs> um, it's quite new, so be gentle. Um, and how, where do you find out more? John Loomer's site. He's also got a paid-for closed Facebook group. It's like a grand a year, but it's, it's brilliant um, if you, your, you or your company can afford it. And courses, I've done a few of his courses. They're, they're also brilliant. Uh, the podcast I mentioned, the blog I mentioned. <coughs> and then Facebook have their own, own teaching tool called Blueprint. Um, it'll give you really useful context about Facebook, but you won't necessarily be able to um, like, be confident in doing actual advertising after doing a Blueprint course, but it will, it will give you a lot, a lot of useful content, so definitely check that out. Um, 
But if you want to learn, the best way to do it is to set up a, a testing account without a credit card attached and, uh, and just like try building as many ad, different ads as you can in different ad formats and set it all up and, and see how you get on. That would be my advice. That's basically how I learned, more or less. <laughs> Thanks, Sherry.